What's up, everybody? This is your girl, CC, where we're at Begins Magazine. And I have a special guest on the line with me today, but this is our first interview for the year. And I have a new co-host, so I'm going to let him introduce himself first. <laughs> what up, world? This your boy, Theo. Oh, uh, I'm all the booth representative number one. Man, shout out to CC. Shout out to where it begins. Uh, coming along, bring a little bit different flavor to you guys this year. So hopefully y'all like the content we about to pump out. Yes, 2022 is going to be a great year, a great year. But we have a special guest on the line. I'm going to let him introduce himself and who he is and what he does. How you doing? Ray McLeod III from the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Steelers wide receiver. Uh, appreciate CC and Theo having me, especially being the first time this year. Yeah. Yes, you are our first guest of the year. But tell everybody what made you want to pursue a career in football. Kind of born into it, family. Uh, I mean, I have two little brothers that also, well, one's about to go to Clemson where I attended. Uh, the other one's a quarterback of Arizona. And uh, I had a cousin that went to Georgia, cousin that went to Furman, cousin that went to Arizona a few years ago. So it's just in the family. Uh, my dad went to Arkansas as a Razorback. And uh, it's, it's deep in my blood, so. Mm, well, how was that journey, just getting into football, period? Getting into it was easy part, but maintaining being number one, everything I do was the hard part. And that was just more, it was, I mean, it wasn't hard when it came to game day, but practicing to be that, my dad made sure he made it hard for me on off season always. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, me and my brother used to, he used to make us run home uh, from a Publix that was a, a little ways from the house. And every day we would come from school or we'd come from practice, we'd jog home. He'd just sit there and go like five miles an hour and watch us run. Uh, and just remembering that that those little things like that, like now I'm like, dang, that, that's what made us different. Like we left practice, got home at like 7.38 and then had to run, jog home. Uh, just that little thing right there is just the dedication that he made that sure we had installed in us when the time came that we, we had to go out on our own. So it sounds like definitely you, you had some motivational forces pushing you. But for you personally, like, what was that moment where you were like, all right, this is for me? Like, you know, a lot of us that play football, but, but you know, I mean, obviously you, you separate yourself in a different class by making it to the highest level. So at what point did it kick in and you said, all right, this is what I'm going to do with my life? Young age or like? Something we remember, like no, I mean, like young age, like we all thought we had it when we scored that first touchdown, but then somewhere well, along the line we started to well, get was, real about it. I was like six. Uh, I always played baseball is my first sport. Like at, we could play that at a young age. That was the first time we could play. Like four years old, you could play t-ball, do all that. And baseball is my first sport. And uh, when I turned six, I remember playing for uh, I think Town of Country Bears or something. Uh, and my first touch, I went eighty. Like the first okay. time I. Um, and somewhere in my storage, a little film, and all my dad's record everything. So, uh, that and then when I was 12, I remember being, uh, they used to have college like weekends, right? Every Sunday, everybody come out there one on ones, one on ones. Mm -hmm. And my uncle run a lot of seven on seven teams out here. And so, my dad used to take me out there to watch sometimes. And then one weekend, he was just like, Go out, get go out there. I used to be like, man, they they grown. Like, what I'm going out there for? Like, he he's like, take your butt out there, man. Uh, he ain't say it like that, but he that's how he, I'm gonna say it like this when we on the uh, camera. Yeah, yeah, uh, 
<laughs> yeah. So we got, out there, we got out there. It was just like, I actually was like winning my reps. I'm like, any boys in college and you know what I'm saying, getting ready to go to college in high school and start high school. And I was winning my reps. And it was just like, it became so easy to me. And at the time, I didn't play. I played receiver because I was a natural athlete. But all my life, I played running back. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I was going to ask you that. I noticed uh, your brothers look like play quarterback there. And, uh, you know, I, I, coming up, we all kind of switch around in positions. So what what all positions did you did you play besides running back and obviously some time at, at receiver? Oh, uh, shoot. Everything, honestly. But as I got older and I separated myself and, like, find out what I really want to do, uh, I played cornerback and um, receiver and running back. And it okay. was my I would want to go to college for. Um, okay. And I, I was number one athlete coming out, number, number one, number two athlete uh, coming out of my, my class of DB and my, uh, running back. So they considered me athlete on paper. And it just, I, I chose what I wanted to do. And I chose receiver just because I wanted the ball in my hands. Okay. And I obviously kick return. You got that in your blood deep. Like you took those skills to the league and, Obviously, uh, that that's that's what we knew you for for the first couple of years. I, I, you know, anytime I heard your name, it seemed like it was a little dangerous to kick it to you. Uh, but but obviously, you, you know, you they're giving the opportunity to show the rest of your well-rounded skills, uh, especially this year. So one of the things I, I was kind of telling CC I wanted to talk to you about is like just just what's that whole transition? You know what I mean? Like coming into the league, obviously you got some hotness. Anybody that makes it there, you know, you you, you already got something attached mm-hmm. to your name. You put a resume together. But coming into the league, uh, you know, you, you spent your time and, and did what you had to do, uh, repping on this team or that team or, or, you know, going through on this squad. What got you to the level that, that kind of accumulated, uh, accumulated, excuse me, into what we saw this year? Well, off the field, I thought was for me coming into the league was what I need to focus on the most from eating to uh, habits, just like little things off the field. On the field, I feel like I was ready. Talent level was ready. Uh, obviously, I physically, you could, get, you could always get physically better. Um, but for me, coming to the league, that was one of the reasons I left, co- uh, left, left college early going to the NFL, to have someone to have a vet to follow, have a uh, – have mentors to, to to watch and learn from. Okay. So when I got to the lead, I kind of knew I had to start special team because that was one that was big on my uh resume in college. That's, that was kind of one of the reasons I got drafted because special teams. So yeah. I knew if I took special teams a little serious, I have opportunity to show my talent uh, at receiver that I didn't get to do much of in college because we were so powerful. It was like, 21 0 the first eight minutes of the game. So it was like everybody kind of sit down. You know, uh, and me playing running back my whole life, I need to work at receiver. I know that. Like, it just need reps every receiver. Not work. I just need a reps. You get better as you get more reps. Yeah. And, um, luckily, God bless my talent to be able to do that just off the strength of my talent because I never really had a receivers coach until I got to NFL. Okay. You know, because uh, we were so good. What was there to coach, you know? Um, but for me, when I, when I just took the first team series, which coach Sweeney helped me with just my mentality of like treating every rep, if it's practice or when you home by yourself, catching punts or kickoff returns, close your eyes before you go, before you, the ball's kicked everything and picture 85,000 people in the stands every time it's, it's for, it's fourth quarter. We need a big play here. 
take every rep like a game rep, and I started doing that every every practice, every game, not even every practice, every scrimmage we had, and uh, I think that bettered my game and took my game to the next level of being consistent because that was another thing that was I needed to work on was being consistent uh, from a special standpoint. And you you said it was in my bloodline about the kick return stuff, but honestly, I had to grow into like special teams. Okay, okay. Because I was always a running back, and I was like, I'm gonna get the ball on it. Offense. I ain't worried about no special team. Like, yeah, no, uh, no, nah, nah, don't, don't disrespect. <laughs> I'm just the hard work in there. Um, yeah. But it just is like, as soon as you got to the league, and, and you know, like I, I got affinity for kick returns myself. Any, any guy that'll grab the ball and just run straight at a crowd, running at them. You know, what I mean, like that takes a certain level of a person to really go out there and do that and have that mentality and to be so calm yeah, and make moves. Uh, especially like some of your moves, you got some great like stop moves uh, that that I see. <laughs> Uh, that that takes a whole level of, of patience and probably zen and, and, and meditation yeah. that you got within yourself. But but I just think that's crazy. You know what I mean? It's like running into traffic. So like, when, what was your first memorable, uh, I guess, kick return that that you know that you brought back? Uh, probably be a punch. Uh, probably high school. Okay. In high school, uh, mm-hmm. it was against a. It was against my. Older cousin's school, they had won a state championship, and he was okay. the older cousin. Like you ain't never, but you ain't better than me, boy. Yada yada yada. <laughs> um, because we grew up playing the same little lead, everything. Like so everybody knew his name, Hank McLeod, but I got it was Ray McLeod and all that. But uh, they knew we were cousins on our last name, and uh, we played against his school. And I remember the drive before that. I think I fumbled, okay. and they end up scoring that next drive. They huh. had, and uh. They had a little bit of momentum, and then I broke like I think like ninety five or something, and I kind of like iced the game or whatever. And okay, that was like I think that was like my fifth touchdown of that game. Okay, and it was it was uh, that's when I kind of took the special teams more serious a little bit in high school. Okay, and in that standpoint, because I'm like oh, I I got I'm kind of good at this. Yeah, and so I was like I'm gonna start going back. And I only went back there because we needed a big play. I didn't I didn't do kick return at the time. I was just doing offense and uh, punt return, but. I went back to need a big play and I ran it back. And then in college, I would say against Troy, which I made the play, but I made some, I made a dumb mistake. I, I threw the ball back, which is all, it's all over the internet. I threw the ball back at the one. Mm-hmm. Like right before I scored, I threw it back. And uh, I got in trouble for it at halftime, but because another player that's who also like, we grew up together. He made a dumb play right before I have two. And the game was close when it wasn't supposed to be. And, uh, but when that happened, he was like, "Now nah, I know you could do it. I need that every time back there." Yeah, yeah. And, um, but that was the most memorable memorable play I had, um, in college, just when I threw the ball back because it was like it was a dumb mistake, but it was just it was a sweet play though. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, good stuff, man. What? One more question, TC. Then we'll we'll get get on to all the other stuff that uh, Ray Ray got going on, uh, with his own dopeness. Uh, but flash forward, obviously, we talked a little bit about college. We talked a little bit uh, about high school. What was this year like uh, with everything against the Steelers? You guys, you know, nobody had money on you guys coming in, uh, at least through the first quarter of the season, making it to the playoffs. Seems like you guys kind of willed yourself there uh, on the shoulders of, of Big Ben. Uh, and then we all know that, obviously, this was his last hurrah. Uh, you you personally stepped up big. It seemed like in a lot of absences, a lot of COVID-affected uh, stuff that you guys had going on. So just this year, 
can you kind of speak to like just what what was the whole atmosphere like for you personally this year trying to get everything done trying to increase your role with all the craziness that was going on around you and all the hoopla with Ben most mostly for me was going into the season like I knew my role like I was a fifth receiver uh, with my number called make plays make plays uh a lot of times that was my plan going in when I did go on offense you know okay. uh but I just kind of control what I controlled and really took that in consideration every day. Like every day on the practice was game day for me. I, that's, I used to dress like I, whatever I wore in the game, I try to wear it during the week. So it just feel like every day was game day for me. You know, um, excuse me. Um, so it was just for me, even with the team, every, every day, even when we're losing, whether we win or lose, it was always the same in the locker room. Coach Tomlin, coach the same. You had your high, you had your lows, and that's part of a season, you know. And for me, I try to keep that out of my where I'm my laser focusness because that's something that I can't control. I can't control what the defense is doing or the next person next to me. I got to control what I'm doing. So when my number called, my job is executed. Okay. Gotcha. But we talked a lot about a lot about your football. I want to go into the music and fashion. How do you keep up with the trends? And let's talk about your music and fashion being in that world. Well, the fashion part is just kind of something that just naturally all the time. It's not keep up with that. Like my girl in the fashion too. So sometimes if I don't feel like putting something together before a game, I have her do it. I like just you know what I wear. Just put something together, and I critique it if I gotta put some if I feel something else. And it's really a feeling thing. Like some games, I feel like wearing suits. Some games, I feel like wearing dickies. Uh, yeah. But it's always a feeling thing. And uh, with the entertainment world, during during sports and during football season, I kind of stay away from everything. I don't go to studio. I don't none of that. Uh, I write here and there because we will get some time off, and I write because something come to mind or something. But it'll, it'll stay in my phone. I'll never pursue it or do anything I lose focus of what I got going on uh but actually my, my best friend he right here actually um but him and uh one of my other young artists who I mentor uh they they do music 24 7 that's all they do so if it's that like they they know they could call me like what you think about this one y'all answer all that but me going to the studio um mm. I stay away from that okay all right and you got a non-profit tell us a little bit about your non-profit business um, right now, it's kind of actually being just the basis of it, the roots of it. So, so when I really dive deep into it, uh, it's a rock. It's just ready to go. Like, it's not no other rebuilding things. And for me, it was more of empowering student athletes. Okay. Uh, with ed education side of it, you know, because for me, I had I have a sleeping disorder. And... uh. ADHD, so those two kind of don't mesh well together. And then class, it was kind of, I mean, I, I graduated a 4.5, uh, so I was just naturally like smart and teachers used to, I, me and teachers used to bump heads because I used to fall asleep. But mm -hmm. it wasn't me being disrespectful, it was me because I really can't stay up. And uh, and, uh, I know there's a lot of kids out there that's not aware of, not aware of what they have going on and can't focus because of ADHD or probably do, do have a sleeping disorder as well and don't know that they do. I didn't know I did till I think my sophomore year of college, I got checked. 
And my first year in the NFL, I got checked again because it, it got a little worse. Uh, but it's called hypersomnia and uh, just empower student athletes to take the education more serious because I had to I had to buckle down a little harder than other people because of my disorders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but and then mentally, it's just when everything everybody's at you about something you can't control, it mentally it gets to you, and so it also has a lot to do with the mental health aspect of it. And everything else so so if you uh, want to kind of give one statement for people to take away from that uh to to people on the outside because obviously you know uh we, we wish you the best with your nonprofit. uh we want to see that that prosper and grow to be able to get your message out um but but oftentimes that touches the people who are directly affected what's your message to to people like me from from the outside uh, that that doesn't go through that. What do you want us to know? Don't simplify yourself for nobody, honestly. And that's something that mentally, mm. mentally, I my first two years in NFL, I can sit here and say that I was doing the opposite. And it was affecting me mentally. I had to go therapy, I had to do all this. I was okay with the violence, like, I was like, you know what I'm saying? So for me, and it was because I wasn't communicating, I was, to myself, I was doing all this because I couldn't be who I was. Okay. There was a problem if uh-huh. I, I wore like a, I mean, I, I've had a chain my whole life, but like a little chain like this that has a medallion with my, like it, it was wrong for me to do that in the team I was on. It was wrong for me to have my hair all out wild or, you know, it was wrong for me to dress the way I dressed. So everything I was doing it was mentally against me. But and I told my I said I told my brother that exact thing I just said yesterday. Don't simplify yourself for nobody. Cause like I don't want to do too much. Like, bro, that's all that you do too much every day. Like, don't change who you are. Like, if you want to dress like that, dress like that. If you're gonna act play like that, play football like that, play like that. Don't quiet yourself because you feel like, oh, I'm the young one on the team. If you talk noise on the field, talk noise when you, every time you play. And uh that's something I learned like after my second year and actually letting letting my balls drop and like okay. being my own man, I would say. It was okay. I was my confidence level of me just being who I am always never, you know, so that I would say that don't simplify yourself for nobody. Gotcha. Mm, gotcha. I know before we go into our trivia game, because I'm looking at the time. But um, <clears throat> I wanted to say congrats on fatherhood, too. Um, you just had a baby, congrats. so congratulations on that, you know. <laughs> How's you. that experience so far? <laughs> uh, it's, been, it's, it's been really fun, honestly. Uh, I'm in I'm in the stage where I get night shifts, so he's uh, he sleep all day, up all night. Uh, four in the morning, he want to watch TV, so it, it's been fun, though. Luckily, I'm a night owl, too, so... It's not affecting me too bad, but it, it's been really fun and motivational. And I, I honestly see it in myself, like just the way I'm playing ball, like wow, the one, the one two I want to have to go work out or do business or just in general, just chasing other dreams. Uh, even when I chase those dreams, it's not about me. I feel like like it's just natural. Just okay, I gotta get it, like you know. So it's it's been motivational. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, but we have one. Um, we have two fun fact questions that we like to ask before we get off. So I'm going to go into that. Mine is, 
if you could sit down and talk to anyone about Black history, because this is Black History Month, who would it be? And they could be dead or alive. And what question would you ask them? Mm. Give me 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> dead or alive, everybody. I don't want to be cliche and say Malcolm X and MLK, though. That's what I'm trying to it is the season, though. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna say Pop. Okay. He's my favorite artist, and not, not even besides music, just somebody I like. I read read his books a lot. Uh, <laughs> I listen to him a lot. And one question I would ask him would be. If he was here today, what? Let me see how I would say that. Y'all kill me with that one. <laughs> but now, nah, Pac seems like you just have some deep conversations in general, man. The conversation has to flow with that dude. Yeah. And the question to ask him is just so, so wide. I mean, I would honestly ask him, like, from the what would he have done different from the times he was going through it and the, the, uh, the racism, uh, even, mm -hmm. I mean, I think things have changed a little bit, but not fully changed. Like, it's not day and night. It's maybe be a here and there, but it's still, we see it every day. Uh, mm -hmm. Some people feel it every day. So, just things he would do different in his circumstances. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hit you with two questions real quick, if you don't mind. First question, if obviously uh, your, your current quarterback is leaving out, um, what quarterback, uh, if you had to pick one that you could play with next year, uh, you know, dream scenario, not saying uh, leaving the Steelers or whatever, but just just you personally, uh, what, what quarterback would you play with next year? Sean Watson. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there's a list for that, brother. So Yeah, Sean Watson. Okay. Uh, why, why, why Watson? Uh, just being in the huddle with him is just different. Like his, you don't feel no fear. You don't feel no panic. Like it's always just the same vibe. Whether you up twenty one or you down five, two okay. minutes on the like it's just always the same. Um, and he, he just he a cool brother. Like he just whatever he got going right now, you know. That's something that you know he's he's gonna go beat beat and get go through, but uh, but him as a player himself, like you can't doubt that he he's a winner. Like there's no you can't no one can't say he's not, and yeah. I love that about him. He know how to win whether it's on his feet or with his arm, or with his leadership. He gonna get the job done, and I also went to college with him. So I was gonna say y'all got that Clemson vibe. So yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, another, another quick question to close us out. What's the craziest daredevil thing that you've ever done? Mm. <laughs> what 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 would you say? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll ask you to keep it PG again. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, what I did? Nah, that's y'all. Uh, I would say. Oh man. I, I was there the device like flip off like fences like trash cans but I would say I would say me driving me driving 
Okay. Okay. When I, my my freshman year, I got uh some of my business. I, I was in uh somebody else's car, but I was going like one twenty five, one twenty three. Uh, I let I let my teammates hype me up. Like, man, beat some time, beat some time. Let's get. Uh, we was going to Clemson, Florida State. Okay. And then uh, the next like fifty minutes, I got caught going like ninety eight or something. Yeah. But I just I, I mean. I was 18, I was young, so I was just doing craziness. I'm kind of chill now, I'll be settled. So I don't I don't know, I don't really do too many crazy things no more. I have to think about somebody else could probably tell you better stories, but I'm gonna say that at home. I'm, I'm sure you got a lot of them in there, but exactly. like that's what a politically correct one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But before we get off, tell everybody where they can follow you. Uh Shoot, I'm on everything, man. Instagram, Rary McLeod III, TikTok, um, I think RM3 or Rary McLeod III, uh, Twitter, RM3 underscore, Facebook, Rary McLeod III, everything usually Rary McLeod III or RM3. So anywhere you want to find me, put those two in, you should, I should pop up, hopefully, unless they took me off social media. But yeah, <laughs> well, hopefully not. Right. Yes, ma'am. But I, I do want to say thanks for interviewing with us today. We sure appreciate you. Um, you know, it was a pleasure to get to know you and know your journey. Like I, I always tell people this, you have a fan within me. And um, Theo, definitely. anything you want to say? <laughs> no, nah, man, definitely. Everybody uh, go go check out Ray Ray McLeod. Go follow him on his social media. Uh, and definitely me personally, brother, I look for big things for you to do next year. Uh, I was pleased the way they use you. Uh, and, and, you know, when you got your shots, you, you definitely leveraged them. So big things uh, to come for you. Uh, uh, definitely getting sent your way. Appreciate that. Thank you all for having yeah. me. CC and Theo. God bless you. Definitely. Thanks to you. Have a happy yes, 2022. You all too. Right. Bless. Yeah.